so today I'm um, excited, privileged to share with us. We're going to have a good time of Bible study and, um, you know, just try and understand. Father, tonight we ask to experience your kindness. I find it difficult to tell you to be kind because you're, you're always kind, but I'm asking that we experience it. Give us the skill to plunge into your kindness. Give us the skill to plunge into your grace. Help us. We really want this conversation to be very factual. We, there is a lot of hopes on this. Um, help us not to help us not to spoil it. Help us, help us. So we're just going to trust that your spirit is in charge. And we will allow you to take it whatever direction you want to take it. But I just trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So um, this um, evening we're talking about, you know, the dynamics of <laughs> the dynamics of divine uh, relationships. It's the light I saw over that made me laugh. All right, so... I plan to look at the dynamics. It's nice, actually. I plan to look at the dynamics of divine relationships. Um, relationships have to be understood accurately. We have to understand relationships accurately. Um, you know, when God was going to save the old world, as God as he is, he needed to come as man. Do you get the point? The salvation plan, package, and everything had to be condensed in, a, in, in form of a man. You get the point now? That there is nothing that will happen on earth that the vehicle will not be what? Man. There's nothing. If it's going to be earth, it has to be wired through a man. Amen. So, men, men are the, men are God's, man is God's master plan. You get the point the most brilliant idea of God, the master key that God has that solves all problems is man. Man is God's master key. You know, man is God's master key. So if you don't understand man or don't understand men and don't understand their roles, don't understand relationships with men, you can never receive from God. God is not planning to bring a blessing to you through any vehicle other than the vehicle of what? Of man. When somebody starts lying, a spiritual person starts lying, he starts lying by talking about his access to dimensions without men. Any man you can't trace to another man is a fake man. He's a liar, actually. It's not possible. 
Do you understand? That's basic discernment. Any man that came from from heaven, you know, he's a fake man. Is he to do what that they say came from heaven? It's not true. You can nobody came from heaven. Are we together now? If God God was going to save the world and he still needed a body. So 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 we have to appreciate and understand it. And this this conversation I'm I'm having with you today, I've been God has been brooding it in my spirit for quite a long time, and I just feel it's necessary for us to look into it so that we can have accurate alignment. Can you say man? Man, man. You have to understand it. You see, the climax of resurrection. The climax of it, when Ephesians began to teach us about the climax of it in Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. You need to help. I need the um, stuff very fast because of this Bible study I'm doing. I checked Ephesians chapter 4. The climax of man, of resurrection, was that he descended, ascended. And what did he do after everything? He gave gifts to men. And you would have thought that from such great talk of descending and ascending, if he's going to give gifts to men, he will give them cherubims and seraphs. But we'll now find out that the gifts he gave to men are men. So after all those drama, what the best thing God can give to mankind is what? It's man. He gave gifts to men. And the gifts he gives to men, some were what? Apostles. Prophet. I don't know if you have seen an, angel, an, an angelic apostle. And so that's why I'm careful of men who like to give themselves supernatural names. All these Edo preachers and Delta preachers. The guy was Akbobore uh, before, but it's later I was here. His name is Prophet Angel. Prophet, Prophet uh, Favor, Prophet. They just want to give themselves spiritual names. I've, I've heard many pastors' names. You understand? The name is so powerful. You know? And the guy, that's not the name his father gave. He gets a cream, he bleeds his face, and gives himself apostolite. You know, all of that. It doesn't work that way. The treasure, don't forget this, my basic language that I always tell you, that the treasure is hid in earthen vessel. The vessel doesn't have to be spectacular. So you don't have to change your name to Apostle Godman or God sent. Your name... Because your name is God sent does not really mean that God sent you. You You have to appreciate the weakness and the frailties that you carry in the flesh. You get the point now. You don't have to spiritualize the vessel. Keep the vessel weak. It's very important because a weak vessel that has the treasures inside is hope for mankind. If you're weak and, and have treasure in you, It means that other weak people can know that God can fill them. But if you are too spectacular, if your if your vessel is too is too amazing, there is an assumption that the reason why you have a treasure inside you is because you are a special breed. You get the point now. And so, if you are Ibrahim before you got saved, you don't have to turn it to 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 Abraham. (laughs) 
or Abednego or so that we can no 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 leave it as Ibrahim because there are a whole lot of Ibrahims who can see that Jesus can save Ibrahim. You understand? Don't take away hope from mankind. You get the point now. You have to keep yourself. You have to keep yourself the way he made you. You get the point now. If you if you cannot speak fluent English and you are anointed, you don't need to go get learn how to speak fluent English. That's not the point. If you if you speak your village English with the anointing on you, you are letting your co-villagers know that if God can anoint a villager like you, then he can anoint them. So you don't have to spiritualize the vessel. Are you together with me? Keep the vessel the way the vessel is. You get my point now? You don't have to you don't have to you don't have to invest too much in you don't have to over invest in cosmetics. Leave it that way. You get my point now. But that's even by the way. My point for today is that we have to understand the role of men. It's everything. I tell you the truth. It's everything. If you wait for an angel to, to turn your life around, when you check the statistics and check the probability, it is not the best of choices. Are you together with me? I, for example, have not met anybody who an angel brought money uh, to the person. Now, there might be. It's, those are not impossible realms. But I don't like to put my life on what the chances are very low. You get the point now. Miracle money, I've not met anybody real that has the miracle money. And I've not met a billionaire or a millionaire who who became that true miracle money. Do you understand? So, but miracle money can be true, but I want it's a principle that is more sustainable. Are you together with me? Praise God. But the, the consistent principle we have seen in scripture is the principle of who? Of men. Can you say men? Men. men. So we need to understand that. Then we, we also particularly need to understand that in the context of the New Testament. Because when we now bring the game to the New Testament, and what I mean, what I mean by New Testament is when we bring the game and, and analyze this game in the new creation context, it now, the dynamics now change completely. You see, the new creation is, is such a, a robust reality that, that messes things up and re- readjust everything. It messes up culture, it messes up uh, 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 what's this say? There's one language, idios, idiocracies, what do they call it? There's one idiosyncrasies. I felt like using that language. You know? And it left me. <laughs> I was going to shine. I was, you know. It messes up idiosyncrasies, you know, and all those kind of stuff. <laughs> I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Where do you want to put where do you want to put biology when new creation says there is neither male or female? All that your textbook crashes. How do you just introduce there is neither male or female to the matter on ground? You just say there is neither male or female. How? 
Immediately you just introduce there is neither male or female. We, we run Elta Skelter. We adjust our notebooks, everything. How do you say that? And after a while you say there is no Greek, there is no Jew. And we can see, we see Jew, we see Greek, and you say this is not there. You get the point now. It messes things up. And so we need to be recultured, if there's a word like that. We need to be cultured again for us to now understand, you know, how it works. Amen. Amen. So that we can receive the blessings that the Lord intends us to receive. Now, let's, let's go to John chapter 1 and perhaps we start from there. John chapter 1. We can pick it up from verse, verse 12. John chapter 1 from verse 12. So this is what I'm talking about how the new creation changes everything. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave the power to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name. So when you receive him, You become a child of God. This is another trouble again. This is another trouble. This is what Jesus has done to us. I grew up knowing my father. I grew up knowing my mother. And then suddenly he says that I am somebody else's child. Praise God. Do you know that to be a child of God does not mean you are a good person? That's what I'm talking about. Because many times when I say, ah, it means he does not smoke. That's not what he's saying, no. You know that ah, I'm alone, meaning he does not so he does not do bad things. That's what it's saying practically that God gave birth to you. It's not, it's not what we used to describe good children. It's possible you don't smoke and drink, you don't humanize, and you are still a child of Satan. So you who know you know your father, you know your mother, and um, suddenly an experience happened to you. And I said, they now begin to introduce you. You know, I don't know if anybody has gone through that before. Maybe after you grew up, the parents who have known, they now told you that. I don't know. They might be, don't laugh. There might be somebody who has experienced that before. I used to see it in film. You know, that, you know, want to tell you something. Uh, we are not your parents, you know, <laughs> many years ago. You know, a lot of people have had that experience. You get the point now. It's not, it's not, it's not an easy experience. You don't even know how you feel. I've not been there before, but I'm just trying to analyze what I've never experienced before. Because you won't know how to feel. I, am I to be happy? Am I to be sad? Am I, this new one now, should I go and hug him? This old one, should I collect all the hug I've given them? You don't even know how to react. Yeah. It's strange. And these things that, it now says that you are now, you are now, you know your father, you know your mother, then something happens to you. And they now say that that's your, that's your mother. And from that day, problems start with your family. Do you understand? But, born, if, if you're born again, has not caused trouble at home. There's, trouble, there's something about that you're born again. Problem will start at home. Somehow your daddy's advice will not make sense again. And the man is wondering, ah, your daddy's advice, daddy, they have been advising you since, telling you the secondary school to go to. Your father used to see as a big man. A sensible man. Some someday he will just advise you. Say, I want to think about it. And the man is wondering, ah, where did you start thinking? You understand? <laughs> the people are shocked. 
You get the point. You just say you want to think about it. You just say you are not sure. You say, I want to pray about it. Or I feel differently. What are you feeling? When did you start feeling? You see, because another important reality has stepped into your life. Scatching everything. You get the point now. Scatters everything. Your mother will say, let's go for a party. Party that always gives you joy. Suddenly, you don't just feel like going for a party. You say, why? You say, one. I was... They say, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with this? What's wrong? And sometimes, both of you, all of you used to go to church together. So, they also go to church. But they just see that you are beginning to do things differently. Because another parent has been introduced to you. And now you are now doubting your father's... You are doubting his paternity. Why will I ever say it? You are doubting his fatherhood. Doubting his motherhood. You are just wondering, who is this man? And then your eye now opens. The man that was a perfect man in your eyes. Your mother who was a perfect... Your eye just opened. Just found out what's wrong with these people. They don't even know God. You now start praying for them. One day they will drop. Yeah, you pray. I say, oh Lord, save my father. Oh Lord, save... Are they wondering what's happening? <laughs> there was a day, Pastor Kredi, uh, our, our siblings asked... They were arguing. They asked Pastor Kredi, so are you saying all of us will go to hell? If we don't receive your Jesus? He said, Yes. <laughs> Those are his siblings already wishing them hell. You understand? <laughs> because, because something else stepped in. Rearranged everything. And so now you look at your father who thinks his ultimate voice in your life. He's no more the ultimate voice in your life. Your mother is no more the ultimate voice in your life. Now sometimes you cannot even have a mentor that is small like this. Your father now finds out who you are listening to and says, Ah! This one, this one, <laughs> and the guy too will just come. I said, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, this Christianity thing is trouble. It's trouble. Demarcates everything, so it changes everything. It changed. There are new dynamics to the relationships now. Every relationship begins to shift. And it's so deep. I I will take you, I'll show you some things. I'll show you some things. You need to understand these things. For example, if you get born again and you don't understand that even the the dynamics of your relationship between your parents have changed, you will miss it. You remember the time um, Mary said, sent a brother to go and call Jesus while preaching. They go and call him. And they went to God. They said, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> mom said, mom said, mom said, they were going to disgrace this guy publicly. Because they had a sense, ah, ah. Go, they were responsible, mom. Go, do you know what I'm going to say? Mommy, yeah. And he had to, he had to deal with them publicly. Now, imagine if he didn't understand that relationship has changed. And I said, who is my father? Who is my mother? Who are my siblings? <laughs> now, imagine if he was still lost. If, if he had not understood that shift has happened. He would just drop the mic and, and go. And that's why all of us will still be unsaved. We just say, excuse me, I want to, I want to, I want to. 
I will worship that kind of God. <laughs> if I had read that in Bible, I would have said, excuse me, excuse me. But he already understood that things are... But don't forget that he understood when it shifted though. It wasn't like that from the start though. Because there was a time he tried it. Where he looked at his own biological father. Or rather, a biological mother. I don't even know. The guy, is, the man has a strange life. But he looked at his parents. I said, don't you people know? He said it publicly. Don't you people know? I'll be up to my father's business. He said, we said it. We said it. We don't know this guy's father. We said it. That's what he said. Though. Then he now later submitted himself to them. Since that day, Mary had been thinking. That's what the Bible says. He said she hid those words in her heart. She had been thinking. Because he was already understanding the dynamics of these relationships. That day is what the Bible called in John 1 1 is. You see, that kind of child, you can't plan with him. Yeah. <laughs> you can't plan with him. Those kind of child, they don't give them the, they don't, they don't put their name in the will. Yeah. <laughs> but you, your parents are already planning, they are planning even your children's life with you already. Even your, your unborn child, they know the school your born child will go. Because you don't understand these things. You know, your, your, your daddy knows the school your unborn child will go to. They even know where you, will be re- where you will relocate, where you will live. They know that, okay, when you are done with your master, they know where you are going next. Because you have never one day told them, I'll be off to my father's business. I don't say go and cause trouble at home. I'm just, I'm just teaching you the Bible. Well, I've never started the journey. I know Jesus Christ said it. He said, he said, I came with a sword. Let's go back to John chapter 1. I started at 6 o'clock, Abby. So. So, as many as have received them, they now introduce to them another parent. They say they are now children of God. To those who believe in his name. Who were born, not of blood. <laughs> when I was, when Maverick was born, blood came out. But he says, this one is not of blood. Can you see? So, the way you can place other relationships is first of all by understanding your new identity. Have you ever seen yourself and you know you are not of blood. A lot of you still are still of blood. You are an Igbo boy. No matter the tongues you are speaking, you are Igbo. No matter the tongues, you are Yoruba, you are Yoruba. Some of you are Igala. And Ibira. Not of the will of the flesh. Not of the will of man, but what? Of God. So now you are born of what? Of God. So the new creation releases a new identity on you, confers a new identity on you, and not only confers a new identity on you, it confers a new identity on you and necessitates that new identity to be superior. 
It is superior of your previous identity. The question I need, you need to ask yourself is that, is my new creation identity, is it superior to my previous identity? Because some of us, we, are only, we only think about the new creation as far as I've stopped sinning. But it's talking about your old previous, you know, composure. There is now something more superior. And it's called born of what? Of God. It's born of God. Right? Are we together now? It's born of God. Somebody say born of God. It's born of God. It is, so it says, not born of blood, nor of what? The will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but what? Of God. You can either say it is born of God, or it is born of the will of God. It's the same thing. So, when you say it's born of God, that's the reality. When you say born of the will of God, that's the understanding. You understand that? The will, born of the will of God. So, for you to understand the, the component of what is born of God, you have to understand what is the will of God in my birth, in my spiritual birth. Because whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. That's what First John chapter 5 told us. But you see, what that which is born of God is also that which is born of the what? Will of God. So I need to understand what it means to be born of what? Of the will of God. Born of the will of God is basic. Two things. Your, your spirit man is regenerated. And the second thing is that this regenerated man that is now of God implies that everything of it is of God. Meaning that your involvement and your ideas are irrelevant. You get the point now? If it is born of flesh, it will be the will of man. Meaning that it will be the ambitions of man that will power that which is born of flesh or born of blood. But if it is born of God, then it must be the ambitions of God that will power it. So two things are true of you. Your spirit man has the nature of God. One, and second thing is that you are on divine assignment that does not originate from you. So you see, when, 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 when the energy of your life still originates from you and, the, and your purpose is still, you know, from your brilliant idea, you are still operating what? The will of the flesh. You need to, you need to trust that God has a plan for you. Are you together with me? A plan that he had without considering you. You just trust that he loves you. Are we together here? You trust that what? He loves you. Listen. You were not created. I tell you severally. And you need to understand it. You will be happy. You will be joyful. But that's not the purpose of your creation. It's God that wants to be happy. You need to understand that God's happiness is the reason for your creation. He said he made all this for his own pleasure. So you are, you are God's night of a thousand laughs. God wants to laugh. He created you. You were made for his pleasure. God, you are God's 
once God feel like laughing, they feel like. So as I'm preaching like this, if I'm doing the will of God, God is just having pleasure. Waffle, waffle, waffle. I preach. Are we together here? If whatever you are doing that is the will of God is is exciting God. And that's why he that's why he made you. You see, you see, God is not just a powerful man, he's a sovereign man. You are the clay, is the what? Is the potter. The clay did not inspire the potter. Are you together with me? The clay did not write a note to the potter on what it should be made. The potter just carries sand and says, what can I do? Let me make a plate. Let me make a flower vase. You see, you just wake up and find out you have become plate. You can't be creative about it. You see, if you are plate, you are plate. If you are verse, you are verse. There's nothing you can do about it. You know what God told me today, which I'm preparing another series on that for some months later, anytime. That all of us have our grace, our faith point. Faith point. Faith point. There are areas of your life where you naturally have faith for. All of us. And sometimes it's too simple for you that you don't even think it's spectacular. Yeah. And, and you downgrade it to the point where you are hoping you will have faith one day. Whereas you have your own faith point. Listen, let me tell you one of my... Is this in online? I should have told you not to go online for today's service. Let me tell you one of the things... Let me tell you one of... Later, one of the things people will call me later when people start criticizing me. I'm a prosperity preacher. I have faith for wealth. You understand? I'm a prosperity... I like, I like wealth and I have faith for it. I can believe... I can believe for anything. I can look at somewhere and see nothing. And after a while, I will see everything that should be in that place. Give me some moments. Everything will fill that place. I stresslessly believe God. Things that have to be with money, all those kind of things, they do not... I've never had money and I ran away. Or... When I even hear people... What, how much people stole, I'm like... ah. How can you steal this? <laughs> Stealing is so serious a thing. If you are going to steal, steal, steal. Because, because I equate money to, I, I equate money to, I was telling Pastor Kredia and Pastor Shehi that if, do you know we are still extremely poor? If removing 30 million from your account, you have to think twice. Let me tell you what it means. How can you be a son? How can you come from heaven? You might not understand what I mean. No, it's not that I'm saying something deep. It might be strange to you, but it's normal to me. How can you come from heaven? And a brand new car is, a, is an achievement. You came from heaven. You came from heaven. You came from heaven. To, you, came. you know what I'm saying? You are a son of heaven. Now, this heaven we're talking about the person who is the king there is your father. His name is God. He's the one that created the sun, created the star. And all the things scientists are trying to find out. Then, then your, your achievement is brand new car. Now, 
brand new car has relevance for say max five years, six years. It's no more in vogue. So, so with who you are, brand new car, you understand? And, and brand new SUVs go for that price between 20 to 30 million. So can you say that we can begin to talk about we are, we are okay if you can't get one in the old eight, the old world. You can't stresslessly pick one car. You understand that? And if you have successfully picked one car, you shouldn't breathe. <sighs> one car. You get the point? So it means that we should be able to earn one car. So how can you also say you are a human being and you can't buy one car for your nice, your wife's younger sister that is a nice girl. And you say, please, oh, just go and pick one, one Toyota there. You know, Mark Toyota, or my own Toyota, or my own Toyota, or my own If you, how can you, you'll get my point, that we need to be free from bondage. Do you understand? The bondage of poverty. You get the point. Because you are a son of God. Okay, I'm coming. Don't worry. I go back to the one you like. Let's go to the tough ones. So we all have, we all have, we all have faith points. Faith points. I know, I know my friends' faith points. It's just easy for them in that place. Are we together now? So you need to find out the will. What are you meant to accomplish? In understanding in understanding that you are meant to accomplish something that came from God. Not just a brilliant idea, but something that originates from God. In understanding that it will help you through place relationships, and I will tell you how and why. Now, let's look at one particular man. I won't stay long there. Who got this right? His name is Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul at one point said that he was, uh, he was from the tribe of Benjamin, right? Huh? Circumcised on what? On, on the eighth day, right? And he began, to, he began to release his CV. In which order? In the order of the will of the flesh. Are we here? That's um, Philippians. I think chapter 3 now, Abby. Yeah. Are you there? Go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Go back. Quickly, quickly, quickly. You need to be fast. Finally, my brethren rejoice for me to write the same things next thing. See. No, stay, in, stay there. Two. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God where? In the word, in the spirit. Praise God. The mutilation are those who are talking about circumcision who just like, let's just be cutting everybody. Let's cut everybody. That was the crisis here. They wanted to start cutting people again. He said, beware of them. You see? Because all of their experience as, is now in the flesh. Are we together here? They are... Even their, even what the, their spirituality is all in the flesh. It's not in the order of the new creation. Are you with me? 
For we are the circumcision. Don't let them deceive you. We are the circumcision. Who worship God? We are in the spirit. Rejoice in what? Let me explain. This This is a technical terminology. It's a technical terminology. You see, because where you are will determine where you worship. So if you are still in the flesh, your basis of worship will be where? In the flesh. It is when you move to the spirit that you can worship where? In the spirit. So you are born of what? Of God. If you step into that dimension, then your focus cannot be in God. If you are still born in the flesh, your focus will be what? In the flesh. That is to say your understanding and your perceptions of men will be in that realm. Are we together? Yeah. Let me give an example. If all your brain, what is inside there is MDCU. All your brain, MDCU, MDCU. If you meet a corporate leader, somebody who is a corporate person, meet and um, an apostle meets you. And both of them tell you, I want to see you tomorrow by 2 p.m. Where you are domiciled will determine who you will go and see. Are you together with me? You get the point now. If your spiritual father says, I need to be with you tomorrow, the Lord will have me make some prayers for you, papa, papa. You say thank you, sir. And then um, your real spiritual father now <laughs> say we have something, something. We have just a pali. Something, something. You see, where you are domiciled will determine which of those appointments you will honor. Are you together with me? In fact, he won't think. He won't look as if you are doing bad. You say, Daddy, eh, they believe okay, but they very here. The same time, yeah. I'm telling you, the Lord used that your word that you want to see me. It's not really you that wants to see me. This person wants to see me. I promise you, I'll come and give you feedback. Are we together here with me? Why? Because you are of the flesh. And so you can't descend men. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. And what? And have no confidence in the flesh. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. And do what? Have no confidence in the flesh. Why? We are rejoicing in Christ Jesus. No confidence in the flesh. Let's read it. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I must, if anyone else, that is to say, this CV is dropping for us. It's not only a religious CV. It's also an economic CV. Anyone. It cuts across. If anyone wants to rejoice in the flesh, I can rejoice more in the flesh. And what's my CV? Give it to us. Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. You see, so when they are picking Hebrew, they still pick me Hebrew. <laughs> you know, you pick Hebrews from the world, from Gentiles, you separate Hebrews. When they have not picked Hebrews, they will not still pick Hebrew. He said, that's when they will pick me. Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law, a Pharisee. I reached the peak. 
Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me? This I by myself, I counted loss. I counted loss. Why? Because I am born of God. And these things cannot define me again. A lot of you, some of these things are still... In fact, a lot of you, even your relationship with God is a tool that will help you become something. God is not a worthy achievement. It's that you know God can do it for you. So God is not it. God is a, a power. That Kai, with my Jesus, you will see what I will do with my Jesus. Are you getting my point? I'm laying foundation. We haven't stepped in. I have counted loss for Christ. Is there another one? Yet indeed, I also count all things. This is also the point where it says, count all things dung. Is that, have you read it? Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. That what I may gain Christ. So until all those things are rubbish, you can't gain Christ. Rubbish. So the question is, what is rubbish and what is not rubbish? Are we together here? So you need to appreciate the fact that you have been delivered from rubbish. Your new birth experience has raised you above what? Above rubbish. (coughs) Glory be to God. Somebody say rubbish. Somebody say, rubbish. 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 And guess what? Let me tell you the truth. As you keep working with Christ, you are going to be blessed with a lot of rubbish. Yeah. A lot of rubbish. A lot of rubbish. But if you don't step into the reality of you are born of God, both in new creation and in the will, you get my point. You won't just, you will become rubbish. You become what? Rubbish. But if you step into those things, all this rubbish, the best things in life, all those things, God will bless you with it. Because, you, because sometimes you need this rubbish to attract rubbish people. So that you can deliver them from rubbish. Yeah. But you have to be higher than it. You have to be bigger than it. You see, because if you are not bigger than it, the man in rubbish cannot see that he's in rubbish. Until you, until you, until you rubbish his glory, his glory will not, that is rubbish glory will not be revealed as rubbish glory. You get my point now? We have to rubbish the glory of the man that is rubbished. So it means that what they value. And what they say as everything. We will, we will just hold it like this. You get the point? We will tell them to hurry up a $10 billion meeting. Because there's a Bible study we need to attend. And they think that, all of them, they think that's the most important thing. So we have to. When they say we have to have this meeting, they say, no, you can't have this meeting next week. They say, well, I have Bible study next week. You the point. Bible study. They say, ah, Bible study can't wait. You know, this one can't wait. No Bible study. 
All right, you guys, you know what? We'll have the meeting by 7 o'clock. I want you guys to be around. I want you guys to be around. I'll be at um, number 5. They will think he's a executive hall or a conference place. It's service you invited them to. And they just enter the city. I say, ah, my friends are there. After, the, after Bible study, you pull now go. Are you together with me? This is the kind of king God wants to turn you into. You, 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 can't, be, you can't be on earth and not be reigning. Rebuke, rebuke the narrative that will make you reign. He has made us kings and priests unto our God. Refuse. I don't care where you are now. I don't care where you are naturally speaking. But refuse the narrative that will not make you be in control. You can be in control. Baba, you will be in control. I tell you the truth. As you keep following the Lord, you will be in control. Listen, you will be, as you keep following Jesus, you will be in control of your life. It might not look like it now. You will be, your, no man will, will use a carrot, you know, to dangle before you. I tell you the truth. Keep walking. Keep following his principles. Can somebody give him praise over this? I count all things lost for the excellency of knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but what? Dung. That I may what? Win Christ. Why? Because I understand that that's my purpose. I understand who I am. Now, when your identity begins to get settled and your purpose begins to get settled, that you understand that you are here to just fulfill God's will. It helps you to also discern people. Glory be to God. One of the fantastic phrases in scripture, amazing phrases, Father, we thank you for you've given us grace today. One of the fantastic phrases in scripture is that no we no man after the flesh. It's an amazing scripture. Give us that scripture. It's one of the, um, it's one of the most amazing scriptures. Praise God. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? He's a new creature. Praise God. I think that's uh, 1 Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians. You have to be fast though. We have... We're soon, we're soon going to finish laying the foundations and then we'll now move to the practical conversations. Alright. Therefore, from now on, be giving me scripture we've already known. Let's not look as if we're reading it again. Something that we've done a memory verse how many years. Win competition. It will not look like a new scripture as if you don't know. That's why I don't like all this new translation. Scripture you already know. They will not change the English for you. You will you not lose your revelation. And that revelation, you cram it. <laughs> they just change one or two words. You will not be looking for a new revelation. Wherefore is fought? Knowing no man after what the flesh. Are we together here? So just the way I don't know myself after the flesh, I can't know you after the flesh again. So by flesh, I mean all your natural composition. So I'm not judging you by your career. I'm not judging you by your tribe. I'm not judging you by your age. I'm not judging you by anything natural. I'm going to engage you and find out what is the will of God in, my, in the context of my relationship with you without regards to anything natural. Yes, sir. Are you getting my point now? Yes, 
knowing no man after the flesh. I'm going to engage you without any recourse. It's correct now. Yeah. No recourse to anything natural. I don't care about tribe. I don't care about career. I don't care about anything socioeconomic, anything. I don't care about your age. Nothing. Are we together here? Now, it is when we discern that, that you can now enjoy the purpose of God in that relationship. No, we know man after the flesh. You see, some of you are still seeing people after the flesh. You look at people and see their age. And now align based on age. You look at people and see their, see their color. Praise God. Some of you are listening to preachers who you would never have listened to if that preacher was a Nigerian. I see people following, following I, see, I see old Nigerian preachers following preachers in their 20-something or 30-something years old in America. If that same American preacher was a black man, they would follow him because they are carnal. Because so far he's white. He has international ministry. And what is international from here to, from Africa to America is international. And from America to Nigeria is international. International is not only from, from here there. If, if, if I see an American man as international, an American man will see a Nigerian man as international. International is not color. It's internation. Nation. From one nation to another nation. Are you ready for this? I'm telling you the truth. Even you, even you, you get a friend request from a fellow black man on your Facebook. It doesn't make sense to you. One name you cannot pronounce. Send you a friend request. Say, hey, oh, listening to me. Oh, listening to me. <laughs> I tell you, you need deliverance. If you bring a white man here, you, are, you already have international conference. You just have a sense that I'm now, I've started holding international conferences. No, we know man after the flesh. No, we know man after the flesh. You shouldn't, listen, listen. And this is just by the way, I always say this, I repeat it. Repetition is a major tool for pastoring. Some of you, you are still knowing your husband after the flesh. Is he not? Is he nobody? Is he nobody? Is he nobody? That's why you are fighting. Is he nobody? No, we. You see, there is a new creation understanding. There is a doctrinal understanding on what husband is. It's not body. It's not your best friend. Where did you? Where did you? Where in scripture did you see best friend? Where in scripture did you see any teaching on marriage? I said, your husband must be your friend, your best friend. Where? Where in scripture? Give me, I give you, I give you chance to talk. <laughs> you don't need your husband to be your best friend to have a great marriage. Yeah. But he will be. But it's not what is most important to you. Go and get what's in scripture and do what's in scripture. It will be. It will be. 
Because when you check the values of a responsible human, a, human, a responsible Christian, you shouldn't be living in the same house with somebody and you will not be best friend. Because you should be kind, you should be gentle. All those things as well makes people friends. Yeah. You couldn't answer the question I asked you. <laughs> but as per doctrine for marriage, it's simple. Listen, the bigger the book, the more nonsense that is inside you. Marriage, marriage lesson is simple. Husband, submit. Wife, submit your husband. Husband, love your wife. The bigger the book, the more nonsense that is inside. It's very easy. Go and check it. Go and check all the, all the documents. Peter said the same thing. Post, it's, it's easy. You can't be looking for all these philosophers, all those Husband, wives, submit. Husband, lover. Be working on that. Leave every other thing. He does not understand me. Leave every other thing. <laughs> Focus on what the Bible focuses on. Go and study about Jesus. Learn how to love your wife the way Jesus loves the church. And learn how to submit to your husband. That's all. Submit to your husband. Does it not make him my my heir? Does it make him my Lord? Is that not what the Bible says? Yes. 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 Out of all the billions of people in this world, they gave you only one person to be your Lord. Is that not enough? Is that too much? Why are you? In, why don't you? You don't want to have one Lord. Out of are you that great? Out of all the billions of people, one Lord is enough for you. I have one Lord. They didn't say all the men are your Lord. Just one. Why are you struggling with one Lord? It's one. Have you not thought about it? It's one Lord. We're just one Lord. Out of all the men, they say, we'll give you only one Lord. The rest, insult all of them. Just, just one Lord. Just one Lord. It is, listen, it is the spirit of Antichrist that is teaching you otherwise. It's the spirit of Antichrist. And it's, it's about to destroy the earth. That's why I'm warning, I'm warning you with the scripture. I'm warning. Listen, I prefer to lose you because of truth than to have you in, in, a, in, a, in a fellowship of lies. Yeah, I prefer it. God sees my heart. I'm telling you the truth, I prefer it. I, I'm not bragging, I tell you the truth. I prefer that I tell you the truth and you get offended and you leave me than I embrace you in a fellowship in a cacophony of lies. <laughs> Give that one to enter. I know they are deceiving me. That one to enter. That one to enter. Are we together, friends? No, we know man after the flesh. Husband is not is not Kule or Kore or Ubi or, or, or all those stuff. He has entered a new office, husband. You honor that. And your wife is not just one of those girls. She's now in the office of wife. And then what do you do? You love her. You respect her. You honor her. Because those are the those are the ingredients of love. You love her. You spoil her. I told you, love does not meet need. I told you, men, especially spiritual men. Stop meeting the basic needs of your wife. That's not love. 
That is survivor. <laughs> Stop meeting the base. I pay school fees. I pay, that's not love. You have to give her what she does not need. That's when it starts to count as love. So go beyond what she needs and, and, and spoil her. Give her what she doesn't need. What is not a rule. Do beyond the rules. That's how you show you love her. By doing what you shouldn't do. For God so loved the world that what? He gave himself. If he didn't give himself, he didn't have, he didn't have the reason. We didn't, we didn't, um, we didn't, uh, 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 hey, what's the word now? <laughs> we didn't deserve his coming. You get the point now? We didn't deserve it. And he gave himself to us. He saved us. He made us his children. Blesses us with gifts with graces, with anointings. See the things God has lavished on us. And he still, tell, he still told us that if he did not spare his son, you remember? Yeah. You remember? That's the, that's the constituent of love. He said, how will he not also give us all things through, you know, through that same son? Yeah. So it's not just, I've given you my son. He said, I've given you my son. Yes, that's the game. But aside from that, the game. I will do other things. So to love your wife is to do other things. Do you understand? Some of you don't know the price of air. You don't know the price of air. You don't know the price of air. You won't buy your wife air. You won't buy your wife wig. You won't buy your wife clothes. You say you are giving monthly allowance. It's not marriage. You get the point? You won't buy your wife um, chawama. You won't buy your wife ice cream. Who wants to live that kind of life? And she can't have that with any other person. Well, that's bondage. Are you with me, friend? You must learn to... Sp- <laughs> Are you my friend? You must learn to spoil... Spoil your wife. That's what love is. He said, if he did not, if he did not spare his son, how will he not freely give us? Somebody say Freely. So, you don't give your wife stuff as a reward for her being good to you. It's lavishing. You sp- Girls are to be sport. I'm serious. So I'm not, I'm not, listen to me. This is not relationship seminar. Praise God. This is where Simi will have contribution. This is where this is where she will have contribution. While I'm talking about the, the dimensions of the courts of heaven, she will not say anything. Is that happy to Mikael? You see, that's what I was telling you last. Time. I was telling you last time. Are you with me, friends? No, we no man after the flesh. So this guy's husband, go and check what did they write about husband in the new creation document, and see this person as husband. Not, not, don't look at his age. I see you him. Because some of you will marry people who, you, some girls will marry those who you, who you senior with age. But if your honor for your husband is age based, you don't, you don't get it yet. Yeah. Because you shouldn't honor him because he's older than you. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't put age. His husband, yeah. master, Lord. 
So you had better be choose, find out who deserves, who you want to be your Lord. That's the only option you have. <laughs> that you will have Lord is a lie. Yes. Your husband must lord you or the spirit of stubbornness will lord you. <laughs> when we lord you, you will be lorded. I'm telling you the truth. If your husband doesn't lord you, you accommodate a rebellious spirit. Yeah. When a rebellious spirit lords you, you accommodate demons. I'm, I mean practically. I'm not telling you, I'm not making you laugh. Demons will be with you. You will be speaking in tongues, but you will have demons. Yeah. And that's why Paul told the churches that there are some girls, they should not, women, they should not follow. Because those women have demons. They enter into people's homes and destroy those homes. That's what the Bible says about those girls. Why? Because, and that's what he meant when he said that women should not preach in that particular church. He's not saying women should not preach because it will contradict the old scripture. And scripture interprets scripture. He was saying that a woman should be able to go home. Any woman that cannot go home and ask for my husband is not deserving to lead in church. The, the CV of a woman is given by her husband. A gift is not a CV. Now I'm talking about a woman that is married. Some women will not be married. You understand? They don't desire to be married. Or whatever reason. But when a woman is married, for all the women in this church who are leaders, before we made them leaders, we went to ask their husband. Is their husband that sent us a mail that yes, she can lead? If the husband does not send us a mail, let fire be her whole body. She will not be a leader here. Never. And we did not ask the wives if their husband can lead. Yes! They are not mates. I won't ask the wife permission if the husband. What kind of nonsense is that? You get the point. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> you, I'm enjoying my marriage. <laughs> you know, Kuku know me. If I'm not enjoying my marriage, I would have said this stylishly with me. I don't. I don't need to hide anything. My marriage is sweet. If my marriage is not sweet, I would have said, "You will know I'm not enjoying my. I'm not. Not." Uh, are we together first? So know we know man after what? The flesh. So we begin to see men not from the prejudices, the prejudices. Ah. <laughs> what kind of service is it? I wanted this service to be a serious service. After my prayers are <laughs> we ignore all of those things. Are we together here? We don't know men after the flesh. Not age. It's now new creation. Not gender. Not gender. Not gender. Not gender. Not age, not gender, not tribe, eh? not, not money. There are some settings, if you have a good job, you have money, they say you are a deacon. That's not how we discern men. We discern men in the spirit. You find out what's the connection. Because God does not consult their... their, their uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't consult 
you know, their location in the flesh for him to allocate a purpose for them. He doesn't consult. And God does not consult your natural inclinations for him to choose a man for you. God does not consult you to know the kind of men you like. Which of you did God consult to give you a natural father? Before you came to the air, God consulted, who, who do you like? Who, which of you did God ask when you're, before, when you're in heaven? Who do you want to be your daddy? <laughs> of course, if to, God truly consulted you, you know you won't be born in the home you are born. <laughs> that you are born in this home you are in presently is a sign that they did ask your opinion. You get the point now? So it won't consult. You are the one to discern. Your spirit deep calls unto deep. Your spirit man. Spirit man. Regardless of all the fleshly adopts or minuses, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm going to tell you why. Are we together here? So, when we begin to look at when we begin to look at men and understanding men, you need to understand that because of the new creation, men, there is usually a shift, a shift, roles, there are shift, swapping of roles, swapping of roles. You know, naturally speaking, Jesus and John are cousins. Yeah. Am I correct? Yes, sir. They are cousins. But spiritually speaking, are they cousins? No. Who is John? A forerunner of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's all. That's all. Are you getting my point now? Naturally speaking, what are they? Cousins. So Rose swap. There are there are, I'm going to quickly give you six reasons why roles swap, and I'm not going to explain them. Not, not necessarily reasons, but what causes roles to swap? One, the anointing. Amen. The anointing will cause the roles to swap. Huh? The anointing will cause what? Roles to swap. You know, Jesus healed the centurion daughter, right? Hmm? A servant. Now you see the level of honor the centurion gave him. On a good day, he won't give him that honor. But when somebody wants to heal your servant, you give the honor. And what's this into heal? Anointing. Huh? The anointing will break the yoke. If you, if, if, 
if you have a yoke and you meet somebody who is anointed and the person is uh, you have a yoke and the person who is anointed is your maid but you have a generational yoke uh, you know how you treat the maid will change yeah. huh? By the time the, the, the maid break that yoke, you know, it will calm down. Yes, sir. One day, if it's time to wash plate and the maid say, um, 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 Mofere, everybody, lend me. <laughs> you know, I said, we need to have, we need to pray. There are some things we need to we need to take out of this family. I saw some things entering into this. You respect yourself, Abi. You anointing. Yeah. Eh? Anointing. Respect anointing. Office, spiritual office. Amen. Husband is the office. Husband. 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 That, that boy that is just one boy, you know, that you're helping. Really gets married to you. Becomes what? Husband. The role will shift suddenly. Shift. You just see that the guy will just... Ah. Normally, if you are... When people were dating, a day before... You were hungry and um, you pull. In fact, he came to visit yourself in your father's house and he was hungry and he wanted to cook. He said, No, no, don't stress yourself. Don't stress yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you people went out to go and eat. So the next day was your wedding. After our wedding, you go back home two days after. And the guy asked you, Where's my food? And you're wondering, Ah. Where's your food? Am I eat? Am I an eatery? Husband is a office. Are we together here? Husband is a what? See, Paul said that we should not take care of the widows that did not take care of the apostles. Yes. He says widows. There are some widows that should not take care of. The ones who are still young, who can still work. You know, I said the widows who they don't have a reputation of caring for the apostles. They didn't take care of the apostles. You don't take care of the apostles. He was talking about domestic care. Are you with me? I'm listen, I'm talking, I'm your pastor. I said, Are you with me? You have to trust God. It might be your strength, it might be your weakness, but there are several ways to go about it. The woman has the God-given role to take care of the home. It, it, it's, not a, it's not a stereotype or whatever. It's your anointing. It should give you joy. That everybody is happy because you are at home. Don't allow Satan whisper evil ideas to your ears. And if you don't have the natural strength for it, it's your weakness, you can create a system that still makes it work. 
Create a system that still makes it work. See, let, a, let not a widow be taken into the number. Okay, I cast widow. Under three score years old. Two by two, 60. Having been the wife of one man, well reported of her good works. If she have brought up children, if she have lodged strangers, what do you use to lodge strangers? Is it prayer meeting? You lodge strangers with water bed. You spray, you lay the bed, and you cook. That's, that's what strangers need. This is scripture. This is document. This is our document. Not Facebook or, or Instagram. This is our document. So it means that before her husband died, she must have lodged strangers. Like our mother, Sarah. Lodged strangers. So all this thing that any small guest, you're already angry. You better wake up. You did not tell me they were coming. You better wake up and stop. We are soldiers of Christ. You don't tell me they were coming. You did not tell me. Why didn't you tell me they were coming? You did not tell me your parents were coming. You did not tell me your people were coming. You did not tell me. You need to be giving me. Shut up, dear. Shut up, dear. Shut up, dear. These are evil strangers. Not even, not even family people. Not even church members. You are complaining. Your, your church brother is coming to visit you. Say, hey, you should be calling us. You should be telling us when they are coming. They should be telling us when they are coming. I am speaking in tongues. Strangers, lodge, 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 not, not visit, not just afternoon food. We're talking of people who can camp. Who? <laughs> who you'll be asking? I'll just serve a few nights. <laughs> it's me that will kill the person out of the house. Are you getting my point? Listen, this is how the revival will happen. This is how the revival will happen. Because some people will be saved and they won't have a place to go that night. If we have meeting that the glory hit the house and the people could not go, where will they go after the service? Everybody's taking care of his own aid. Where will they go? How can we share the new souls? Some people cannot be rehabilitated from the altar. They need a family. We should be able to say this one, go and live here. Go and do IT for six months. What's wrong with you? What kind of presenter are we doing? We just say, Reggie, I'm putting this boy. This boy has never had, he doesn't know what they call father. That's why he's, he's wild. He's going to be in your house for the next six months. Let him know that this life is good. And in six months, it's changed. This is apostolic Christianity. Not this one, not Lagos one we're doing now. See those ones are preaching there also. Is that they will not understand what's going on in life. Are you with me, my friends? Yes, sir. You are with me, my friends? Yes, If she had lost, if she had washed the saints' feet, you get the point now. That's night food, though. And thank God we don't even have the culture of after before you before people eat, if you wash their you wash their leg. Remember Jesus last supper, you wash their leg. I wish people had that so that it can help one bull us. All these girls I used to go straight, uh, both straight. I just, 
If I just come to your house. When time you are busy, man, if I just come in the night, busy will just wash my leg. Hey! I need to start washing feet service in this church so that I can just, we can be washing our legs. Glory be to God. Are you seeing the, your document? Yes, sir. So the anointing, the office, I said husband uh, is office. Is the office. Praise God. Your husband is not your mate. And your wife is not your slave. She's a jewel that should be pampered. You see, you see, as, as a husband, then, let me say this one finally. Hear me. You wife, eh? You, your husband, see your husband as your lord. You husband, the Bible did not say you should see yourself as your wife's lord. She's the one to see yourself as, see herself, see you as her lord. You are to see yourself as her lover. That's the balance God put in it. But some of you, the only thing you see, the only revelation you have about marriage is, I'm the head, I'm the head. No. That's her, that was told to the husband. It was not your revelation. That was told to the wife. It's not your revelation. The revelation God gave the wife is that your husband is the head. That revelation is particular. It says wives. Wives. It was a revelation to the wives. It's not your revelation. Don't go and collect your wife's revelation. The revelation they gave you is lover. So you are to be soft. She is to submit. So God was not expecting her to submit to a, to, to a general. So God expected her, expected her to marry somebody who read the who read document. And in document they have told her, they have told him that you are to love this girl, not 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 break her, not be general. You are meant to be lover. And they now told her that you get the point now. I won't say anything about marriage again in this preaching. I was talking about of uh, office roles shift so that your boyfriend enters a new role and now he's not your husband and you are trying to see his, you are struggling to see his boyfriend boyfriend this guy is your husband those old things have passed away so anointing office husband pastor 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 you know I told you I'm not the pastor of everybody that attends this church you get the point now? Yes, sir. Attendance doesn't mean I'm your pastor or that these pastors are your pastors. There is a level of submission that you bring to the table. You see, the pastor does not ask to pastor you. You are the one that asks to be pastored. That's the plan of God. Or else there will be control. You get the point now? I'm not to lord it. That's why we should not lord it as shepherd. We shouldn't lord it over the people. So, you can be older than your pastor. But that his pastor, that office has, has swapped the role. You need to not look at the flesh. Are you together with me? Yes, sir. Or your pastor might be from a, 
a particular tribe that is the least tribe. Uh, uh, Kogi people don't respect Ibira people. They see Ibira as, uh, they are, see them as, and I thank God God now give them Ibira governor. And that guy now knows how to use governor. You know, there's governor and governor. <laughs> the guy is a governor. I like that guy. The Kogi deserve him. They'll be abusing, they'll be abusing Ibera people. Kogi people, they say, never Ibera can never rule Kogi. Now God has, I like the guy, this guy is enjoying his life. Today we'll play ball, tomorrow we'll go and watch film. The guy is just enjoying, <laughs> he's just entertaining guests, super good stars, Nollywood stars will come and play with him in his house. Every morning we'll be boxing. Sometimes we'll be dancing to Mala song. We'll just be dancing like this. They asked him that they don't me like something. He said, is that a human being? He said, let's... Say less response to human beings. <laughs> so, anointing, office, circumstance. Sometimes when you fall, when you fall, when you have a great fall, are you together with me? The role will change. When you have a great fall, they can, they can, put, they can put your restoration in the hand of somebody who, who you used to senior. But that person is a master in restoring people who are falling. You understand? You see, if, if they shoot you, if they shoot you, gone. If they shoot you, gone. And they take you to the hospital. The doctor that will take the bullet might be one smallie like this. It might be, it might be a, you see, but you are going through pain. You will come, you will see them with knife cutlass trying to do operation. <laughs> <laughs> you need to understand what I'm talking about. Humble yourself, when you are in a bad place, submit yourself to whoever is a master in rendering help for you. Don't look at what the person has, your past relationship with that person. Get the point? If you go to a place where you need a job, and the person that will interview you is the person you used to bully regularly, don't remind, remind the person. Don't. Ah, 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 that, daddy, ah, I'm, I'm happy to see you. Humble, humble yourself. When you have gone through, when you have gone through, listen, when you have gone through a bad moment in life and God wants to restore you, humble, don't look for a, somebody who you were greater than to restore you. Whoever can do it that they choose. If, if you are sick, you don't ask the doctor, what tribe are you from? I know what I'm talking about. Is what? Irrelevant. What tribe are you from? Whoever can is an expert. You get the point now? Whoever is an expert, you submit yourself to that expert. Whoever. And whatever circumstance they put you. You understand? Some of you, maybe you graduated with your, with your, with somebody who you are the one that used to Teach the person. You understand? And you went to another state for many years for some reason, something happened to you in life and um, that friend I used to teach now has a very good job and, and now says you come and live in his house for some weeks till you balance. You see, don't remember how you used to take care of that. You understand? Don't humble yourself. When you wake up, you help them to wash the plate. Don't, don't say you used to be the executive uh, a Bible study code. 
humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord. And in due season, it will lift you up. Don't lift yourself up in the flesh. If you are in a circumstance, enjoy the circumstance. Don't be bigger than yourself. You have, listen, you have problem. Don't, be, don't say you don't have problem. You presently have problem. And the Holy Spirit can help you if you don't do a giddy. When you are drowning, surrender yourself to the people. Don't say, ah, is you that now want to save me? Last, no, when you are drowning, anybody that wants to save you, please, if you don't, 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 don't be arrogant to your helpers. Uh, Pastor Yomi said, put a post up. He said, only a fool could, cannot discern his helpers or does not respect his helpers. Somebody's helping you respect the person. Don't freestyle. Don't do freestyle for somebody giving you a lifeline. Don't, don't let somebody give you a lifeline. Don't, don't act as if you don't know he's the one giving you a lifeline. You send a text, if not you, this season would have been a horrific season in my life. Because if that guy sends you away from the house, you actually don't know where you will sleep. Stop acting like there are options. That guy is your last card. I tell you. And the more you show appreciation, the more the person will do more. You can't change your season. Arrogance does not shift season. So. Arrogant, that you are very arrogant. God will not look at your arrogant and say, you see, you, see, you, you will arrogantly suffer. Arrogance does not change seasons. It's humility and time that changes it. If the time is not up, it's not up. And you can, you can lengthen the hands of time with your arrogance. Humbly enjoy the humiliating process and get joy from your spirit. Just join the Holy Ghost. Your friend, ah, Padikinimkinikishelaroi, you don't even have to ask. You sweep the floor. You understand? When you are coming back from where you have gone to, buy two, two bottles of, buy drinks, Coke and Fanta. If that's all you can have, say, I have rock, contribute something. I'm sending text and say, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. The seasons will change. God knows why he put you there. Dynamics of what? Divine relationships. Divine relationships. The last one is divine purpose. Purpose causes there to be a swap of role. Anointing, office, grace, circumstance when you fall. I don't want to explain everything too much. There, there won't be time. Divine purpose. We're going to use Jesus as a case study. Let's read John chapter 1 from verse 29. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Are you really blessed? Are you telling the truth? John chapter 1. I want to, you need to understand how these things work so that you can flow in grace. John chapter 129. Let's start from there. Let's look at Jesus as a case study. The next day, Jesus, the next day, John said, Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. So he's the Lamb of God. You can remove my name from Ops. <laughs> Everybody already knows my name. Please, let's be using the technology we can, we can, we can easily stop using. The technology we can swap. 
This is he of whom I said, after me cometh a man. Which is what? Preferred before me. That's John's, that's John's analysis. He was before me. That's John's analysis. See, this guy is before me. You know this man I was talking about admiration. I, and I knew him not, but that, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I come back. Now, are you people knowing that this guy is talking about his cousin? The more he remembers cousin, the more he won't see this. Are you getting my point? I knew him not, but that it should be made manifest to Israel. It's not a family issue. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not about Zechariah. Or the family is not to settle the issue between Zechariah and uh, Joseph. I knew him not, but that he should not be made, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I am come baptizing with water. And John bear record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. Praise God. Let's read to 34. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same sent unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the spirit. The same, can you see discernment? Descending and remaining on him. The same is he which baptizeth with Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Cousin. This is who? Son of God. He's not my cousin. Son of God. And I'll tell you why. Matthew chapter. Matthew chapter 3. From verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. Are you, are you seeing these things? He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat. May God give you discernment. Amen. May you see people the way God Amen. has ordained them for you. Amen. And he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat onto the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then come Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Listen. John descended him, hailed him, praised him. And we see Jesus coming to now be baptized. It's the greater that baptizes the lesser. So Jesus is clearly the greater. But somehow John is going to take a greater role. Because of divine purpose. And that's what Jesus Christ said. Next. But John forbade him saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And come down to me. Why are you coming? I'm the one you should baptize me. Don't let me baptize you. And just answer to me, suffer it now. Suffer it be so now. Praise God. Are you together with me? Allow it to be so now. It won't always be like this. But there is something we need to achieve. For thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Are we getting the point now? Discernment. John discerned Jesus 
and Jesus discerned purpose. And that purpose caused there to be a swap of rules. Even though I'm greater, but purpose. So sometimes you get to a place and somebody you are greater than is meant to serve a purpose in your life at that moment. If you cannot discern that purpose, you will still maintain who you are. And then you, you truncate divine assignment. Am I preaching here? He does that. Praise God. Now, I'm going to show you the person who is a master of this. Jesus Christ. The same person I'm talking about. He did it with John the, ba- he did it with John the Baptist in the flesh. But the first person he did it with was with God. Philippians chapter 2. Purpose, divine purpose. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through self-ambition. Selfish ambition is seeing yourself too much. Or conceit, or conceit rather, but in loneliness of mind. This is, this is the only way you can discern when your mind is lowly. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let's see now, example. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest. Now, let me, let me say this to you. Can I preach to you? Yes, listen, listen, I'm wired to bless you. You get the point now? Yes, I might not bless the whole world. Are you together with me? But these people listening to me, I've, I'm the best for you. Yeah. At this particular time. Yes, sir. I'm, prepared, I'm prepared for this. Yes, I understand these things. The Lord has put it in my spirit. I'm not great or amazing. I'm, it's a grace. Yes, I see these things because of my purpose in your life. Yes, sir. That's why I'm seeing it. It's not because I have special sight. He says, but also for the interest. He says, let each of you look out not only for his own interest. Can I tell you what makes you look out for your own interest? When you overestimate your gift. Yeah. You see, because the gift of a man makes room for him. So whenever you carry a gift, you'll be seeing your rooms. And so you are eager to enter your rooms. Your gift makes you focus on yourself. You have to look, you have to focus not, if you focus on your gift, your you will lose your soul. Don't focus on your gift. Focus on your service. Don't focus on your gift. Too. Learn to focus more on who you, who you are to serve. Not focus on how great you are. You will miss it. I tell you the truth. I do not lie to you. Don't focus too much on your gift. Too. If you focus too much on your gift, Satan will talk to you. That's the sin of Satan. No. He, looked, he saw his beauty. That was what happened to say. He began to see, say, ah, me too, I can. Ah, see me now. He, 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 he lost sight of his purpose wow. and focused on his gifting. Your gifting is not your purpose. So. Yes, it's not to. Yeah. Don't be led by your gifting. So. Yeah. Because gifting does not confer legality. Wow. Ability is not the same as legality. You can be able but not chosen. I'm telling you the truth, my friends. I'm telling you the truth, though. You don't focus on your gift, though. The only sane way that your gift can function and you remain sane 
is if you focus on service. So that your gift will lose its power of corruption. That's the only way your gift will lose its power of corruption. Because when you focus on your gift, it will be telling you who you are, how, what you can do, how great you are. Hey, it will be shaking you like before you know you will find yourself in hell. But imagine if you were focusing on, on, on who to serve. Your gift will not destroy you. Your gift becomes a tool for service. Over who to serve. That's how you should be thinking, who to serve. Who, who am I meant to serve? Before you know, God would have lifted you up. You would even know. You would even be asking him, God, why did you lift me up? I'm telling you the truth. Because God, God, God's next leaders are yesterday's followers. God does not go to a leadership pool to get leaders. The leadership is chosen from the followership pool. That's the pool. When God needs leaders, he doesn't tell leaders to come forward. He tells servants to come forward. Because if you have a servant heart, you'll be a kind leader. But if you have a leader, leader heart, you'll be a wicked leader because leadership will be about you. It won't be about service. Leadership has to be about service. And the only way you can be know about service is if you are a servant. That's why we have bad leaders in Nigeria. They want to be great. They never want to serve. So, the way you look out for your own interest is, is when you watch, when you are looking, when you are always seeing your gift. You can say, no, brother, your gift. You have, to, you have to calm down and look at your service. You won't be healthy if, if the only thing you see is your gift. Ah, Chris, are you getting my point? Don't see it all. Everywhere you are, even when you are at work, if you see your gift too much, you won't know you will compete with your boss. Wow. So, unconsciously, you will think you are meant to be the boss. Yeah. You won't be, you, I'm telling you, you don't find out Kai. These, these guys are, they are wasting talent. Kai, they are, you, you will just be thinking you are meant to be the boy. I tell you the truth. You won't know, you won't decide it. You won't know, you won't, you just think, ah, guy. The, you even want to help the, the owner of the company and say, send this guy, this guy is destroying your company. And not knowing that, is that, is that guy's blessing that will make you a leader in that organization? Whereas you should just be looking for how that guy's life will, how his life will be better because you are there. How your boss will have a better life. So think service. See, look at it all. But also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you. That's the mind in Jesus. Which was in Jesus. Okay, let's check his mind. Give me another translation, NLT. This is why I need NLT or any of those other translations. Quickly. Though he was God, he did not think of, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. So he was God though, but he, he, he was not looking at himself. If he kept looking at himself, he would be remembering I'm God. One day, he would say, well, I'm, uh, every time I'll be saying, Father, uh, Daddy, uh, I'm, uh, am I praying to myself? Am I not God? Because every time he was praying to God, he was praying to someone that is equal to. How do you pray to your equal? This man said, I'm no more his equal. I'm now in the flesh. For divine purpose, I won't be his equal again. And from that day to today, Jesus is not the equal of God. Till today. You know that? Till today. He says that everything will be under Jesus. He said Jesus will now submit himself under God. He was not like that from day one. From day one, it was, it was, it was, it was um, God, the word, and the spirit. But this man came down in flesh 
and decided I won't be God again. He has submitted himself to God voluntarily. He said, you are my you are master. And, and it's the same thing. In the book of 1 John, 1 John made us to understand that when you, when, you, when you do a DNA of the father, he says you do any of this thing, what you will see with them is life. He said this same life is in the son. And that's the life the son manifested to us. So eternal life that is in the father is in the son. They share the same life and yet the son submits. Discernment. Understanding purpose. He has eternally submitted to his equal. For purpose. Because if that didn't happen, mankind cannot enter Godhead. He He did that for mankind. So we lose the bigger picture if we maintain who we think we are. If you can let go of who you think you are, then you can help the harvest. We can get a harvest. Jesus got the whole world because one of the God decided to step down. I said, I will step down. Let's get everybody inside. I'll step down. May you know when to step down. May, may, this, may that be your practice. Anytime you go to a setting where all of you are the same thing, be the, quickly surrender yourself as a servant. So that, have you noticed that we never achieve anything when we are chasing position? Yes. One of the enemies of achievement is position. Yes, because the energy we are all meant to use to achieve, we are trying to be something. But if one person quickly submits, you see the work will move fast. Yes. Are you getting my point now? Yes, sir. These are the dynamics of divine relationship. He was God. He did not think of equality with God as something he wants to cling to. Just forgot it. Can we read? Indeed, he gave up his divine privileges. He gave it up. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God. That's his mate, his colleague. Jesus is in the house. He died. A, I'm telling you the truth. I didn't just say made that statement anyhow. He died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him. Are you getting the point? God now elevated him to the place of highest honor. And gave him the name above all other names. So you can't name yourself. Another must name you. Another must authorize you. Make sure you put yourself in a place where somebody else will name you. I don't care the name you came with. Look for the one somebody gives you. Another must name you. Another must authorize you. I gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He did it for God and God did it for him too. Be with me. I'm touched by this. Oh my God, can we give Jesus praise? Can you, can you pray in the spirit? Pray in the spirit. Let us honor Jesus. Can we reverence him in the house? Everybody, let's reverence Jesus. Let's reverence Jesus.
This is what he has done for us. This is what he did it for us. He did it for us. He did it for you. If Jesus had decided to take equality with God, he can't die. He did it for us. He discerned divine purpose. I says, no, I'm not equal with God. Let's bring Zach in. Let's bring Obi in. Let's bring this person in. Let's bring Shade in. Let's bring Lolade in. Let's bring this person in. I will submit to myself. Let this mind be in you. Let's honor Jesus. Let's honor Jesus. He's worthy. He's a man that deserves followership. He's a perfect example. Oh, this Jesus is an example. Oh, this my Jesus. Oh, this my Jesus. Oh, this my Jesus. This lamb on the throne. Oh, this man is an example. Teach me. Let me be like you. Let me follow you. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. You are a worthy example. Maratofesele paladaya. Oh, rekudo bokoto lo bokoto lo bokote. Melekikito silabash. Hale teleki solo baya baya baya. Elekebe refesi ya parada. Laka Thomas. Lelebotes. Leketeles. Hey. Hey. Honor Jesus. I want us to praise Jesus. Come on, bless Jesus. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Honor the Lord is in our midst. His glory is filling the fill the temple. Oh, Shelados.
Jesus He's a perfect example He's our Lord, friends. He's our Lord, friends. We learn from him. He's our Lord. Oh, my God. Praise God. Amen. Amen, please. Hold on. Amen, please. Let's try. Let's try. I will, I will rush it. I'll finish it and we'll just honor Jesus. The Lord is in our midst. The Lord is in our midst. I tell you the truth. I didn't say the spirit of the Lord. The Lord is in our midst. I will just honor him. I just want to honor him. So he's our leader. He teaches us how to do life. The Bible says he did not count it. He did not, he did not take it as something to cling on to. And that's because of you and I. Huh? So we see that. Let me go to my final thoughts so men are men are depot depots or depots so I don't know the right word I think the T is silent right depot depot they are depots of grace men men don't play with men they sand them accurately praise God 
discern your men, discern their roles in your life, the depots. And your, and your alignment is how you purchase when you align to them. If, if Jesus had seen God and did not discern that it's time for him to come lesser, are you with me? He would never have a name now. Discernment. If he had not, if he had not gone under the water of John, so it's your alignment that causes the grace to flow. Praise God. The Bible says when we receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, what happens to you? You receive a prophet's reward. One of the rewards of a prophet is prosper, right? So if you believe his prayer, what happens? You prosper. So if a prophet comes to you and you see his age, you are not aligned. So you can't receive the flow. So alignment is what causes the flow. If you receive your pastor in the name of your colleague, what happens? There can't be a flow. Don't be, don't be casual. No we, no man after what the flesh. There can't be a flow. You must discern who people are in your life and align so that there can be what? A flow. There's no flow, there'll be struggle. You get the point now? There can be a flow. There can be a flow. Let me round off by showing you quickly. I just, I, why I want to rush it now is I'm, I'm usually not interested to preach again when, when I sense the presence of the master. You guys know that. I don't preach again. I don't, I'm not interested. But let me quickly show you, quickly mention six kinds of um, men that you have to discern in your journey in life. Are you ready for this? There are some I call the little keys. That's the name I gave these men. They are little keys. These men are people who you are way greater than. But they are in charge of your breakthroughs. They are in your journey of life. See, the greatest offerings I've received in my life, I got them from quarters that I would never have expected those great offerings to come. They are little keys. You have little keys in your life. And I'll tell you signs of little keys. Little keys. They are in charge of your breakthroughs. Little keys. They are like Naaman's maid. They are very insignificant keys. Those are people who you are way greater than. But somehow you notice in your journey in life, they are always around you. It's because one day they will open a great door for you. Little keys. Little keys. They, will, they, will, they, can, help, they can help Naaman open a big door. The, the, that, that woman who, has five, who had five husbands was the one that opened the city for Jesus. If you think in the flesh, you think you need a great evangelist to give Jesus access to the city. And that's carnality. You look for big people to give you big doors. No. They are little keys. They are little keys. Little, little keys. Little keys. And you will miss them because they are little. When they are little, you have 
the tendency of despising them. And the Bible says you should not despise the days of little beginning. Not just the days of little beginning. The days of little beginning will be typified by people that are little. So it's not only days of little beginning. You must not also despise little people. Especially the ones that gum your body. For some reason, they just follow you about. God ordained them. One day, they will open a key for They will open a door for you. Two keys. Those are people who you have power over. Very little people. What's your response? Your response is value. That's how you treat those particular men. You just place value on them. Are you with me? Okay, okay, okay. If, if you had told Joseph that Joseph, you are going to be prime minister. If Joseph was thinking of who will connect him, will he think that it will be those servants that will connect him? Will he think that it is from prison he will get the connection to prime minister? The butler and the, what's her name? And the cupbearer. Those were his little keys to the throne. They are the keys that are in charge of breakthrough. They are insignificant. Guess what? They are in your life. But you will never use them if you are a dishonorable person. If you are somebody that only honors big things and despises small things, you will be small for life. Learn to respect people who you are way greater than. Because they are in your life as little keys that will open big doors. Business doors, spiritual doors, little keys. They are in charge of cities. It's the wisdom of God. Are you getting my point now? Those are men you have to discern. Little keys. Small, small keys. Small, 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 small keys. Small, small keys. People like Dockers. These are just small, small keys. They are in charge of cities. They don't look spectacular. They don't look useful. You will never think you, you will think you are wasting your resources on them. God can bring you, you will be paying the person's salary. And the person came to help you. And you had one person, I said, when will this one live my life? So when you see some, some people like us, when you see the honor we put on people that appear insignificant, it's because of this understanding God has given us. I don't know which of these coconut head are my keys. So I respect all those heads. They think it's because I love them. I don't know the one that they have sent, the door they sent him to open for me. They are the ones in charge. Your major breakthroughs in life are coming through people that you will easily despise. I'm telling you, it's like that. If you can even think well, you will find out it's like this. You'll find out that that small boy you have been insulting. This man, I was, I was listening to this man say, this man's story, uh, Epis, the owner of Epis, his breakthrough. There was one tug he used to give 5,000 5, to 2,000. Tug, tug. He didn't know the guy was Osanli. After a while, the guy's parents now died. They have a car of land in that AIT side, acres. They now said they wanted to, maybe his father died, now wanted to sell all the land. The family wanted to sell all the land. The tug now got going back home. I said, ah, mumu, lawyer go to Matafua. And they now brought Oyema. Oyema. I heard it from Oyema's mouth. Oyema now went there. They now told Oyema, how much to sell? How much he will sell it? How much he should just give them? That whatever price he sells is his business. He should just give them a particular price. He was selling each one almost times 10 of the price they wanted. That's how it be. He said, he said he went to Ikeja Country Club for like one year, living there in the hotel. One year. <laughs> He said, I see I have like I see I see I have plots there. 
He said, and I started a company. I, I come as a real estate mongoo. I started a company on that people's. It's a huge family land. It's their great, great, they're the ones that own the land. And the guy is a talk. He said, it's little kids. They're the ones that are in charge. It's the wisdom of God so that we can all be humble. Little kids. Have you noticed those who always jump to big men eventually don't amount to anything? Who are always looking for a big man to take picture with? You will see them 55 years. They are still looking for a big man to take picture with. Listen, there is nothing that has to do with your greatness that is not around you. Nothing. Me, Zach, I'm not chasing anybody. Zach, this you, this you that I'm looking at, that I'm struggling with doctrine, you are the one that will bless me. I'm not. And that's why when you bring a blessing, my prayer is the same. I said, God bless you. This will be the least you will bring. You understand? Because I know they will bless you more. You will bring more. It's you. You are my, you are my plan. Retirement plan is you. You get the point now? Yes, sir. I, don't, don't, no, I don't need co- connection. There are some men of God doing so. I honor everybody, but I don't even know who are the reigning people. I don't know who is reigning. These, these people are the ones that are reigning in my, own, in my own eyes. I don't know. See, the greatest psalmist in the whole world, Sovereign psalmist, is Lulu. That's the greatest psalmist. You understand? If you say, we mention the five greatest psalmists in the world, Lulu, Toyosi, Abike, Bisola, Amen. Those are the ones that are singing, honey, all of them. I don't know. I heard some people, I don't know what others are singing. I don't know what, what they are singing. I don't know. I don't, I'm not aware. They say some are singing tongues of fire. I don't know. Those are your keys. The greatest rapper in the whole world. Plus, plus. See. If you put Tupac and Biggie, this is the best. He can rap better than... I don't know what Biggie is rapping. I don't know what Biggie is rapping. I don't know what Biggie said. My Versace. Is that one lyrics? You should go and listen to EP and know what's lyrics. Go and listen to Jiggy and... Are you, t- are you together with me? God has not made it difficult. It's your flesh making it difficult. Just be spiritual. Honor people. Value those who don't deserve, who appear like they don't deserve value. You see, God has kept greatness in insignificant places and people. That's their work. They lock it. See, eh? there are some documents that if the secretary don't like you, you won't see the boss. Secretary, secretary Gitman. All your suits you say outside. But if secretary likes you, if Gitman likes you, or you, there's a, you have a spiritual father. The wife does not like you. Look for another father. I tell people, you have no business. You see, you see men are figures. They are just there. If a man does not like you, if his wife likes you, he already likes you. He doesn't have a choice. The guy does not have his choice. He's just acting like he has choice. He doesn't have a choice. And so, stop saying he's my brother, he's my uncle. You don't have a business with your uncle. You don't, have a, you don't have to respect your uncle. Disrespect your uncle, but don't be respecting his wife. That's, your wife is now, your uncle is domiciled in, inside the wife. And so I'm thinking you have direct access. You are, you are unwise. He says, the uncle is my uncle. You are unwise. The wife is now your uncle. 
<laughs> the wife is your uncle. Don't stress yourself. The wife is the one that is your uncle. Don't listen. If you visit the family without telling your uncle, your uncle will not be angry. Are you together with me? You get the point. He doesn't care. It's the wife that can get angry. You get the point. You don't even need your uncle's permission to visit him. If you want to visit your uncle, ask for the wife's permission. Don't ask your uncle Baulema Wanle. No. Ask for the wife. Mommy, when are you at home? I have a gift. I want to bring a gift to you. It is in giving her that gift. When people are talking and saying, that is that. Come on here now. Let's go and see him. Because um, gift and help is almost all women's weak point. Gift and help. Always. You need, a, you need a woman to like, to favor you, give her gifts or help her. Don't sit down there, dummy, not doing anything. Say you're a big man. Those are just free things I'm giving you. So, little kids. Those are people you must discern. Little kids. Honor people who... The sign you will know they are little kids that they are always with you. They will never go. You know that one day there's a door they will open. Two... Passive men who, who have the calling to ordain you. Don't joke with somebody who is meant to ordain you. Those are apostles and pastors. Are you together? Imagine if Elisha did not take Elijah serious. If Elijah, Elisha did not take Elijah serious. You have to find out who has your oil. And I tell you the truth, not everybody, oil is not you, don't, you can't go and carry away from anywhere. It is spiritually determined. And it's determined family by family. So when God puts you in a family, you must find out who has your oil. When you find who has your... I told you who has your key, what do you do to the person? You value the person. Who has your oil, your ordination, what you do is that you honor the person. Honor. Honor. Don't joke with somebody who has oversight of you. Don't joke with somebody who pastors you. Don't treat them normal. Don't treat them okay. Listen, if somebody feels you are not honoring the, the person, you can't argue that you are honoring the person. Because why it is called honor is that it is extravagant respect. Yeah. So if, if they are arguing that you are not honoring them, it means that there is no honor. When you honor, there will not be a doubt. That's the meaning of honor. You have to take away all doubt. You get the point now? Yes, sir. You have to honor those who carry your oil. Regardless of any fleshly uh, stuff. The third man you must discern are your, de- are your helpers of destiny. Those are the Jonathans of your life. Are you with me? Yes, helpers of destiny. Those are your colleagues. Amen. Amen. Co- colleagues. Who can help you? Those are Jonathans. What you do to them is that you love them. Praise God. You love them. That's someone like Pastor DJ. I love him. That's my work in his life, to be loving him. Aside from pastoring and other, I just love him. You must discern them. Or you, and give them, everybody has what they are eating. One eat value. Another one eat honor. You must give what they eat. Your helpers of destiny, what they want is love and loyalty. Love.
Are we together here? Yes, sir. Then we have your sustainers. Your sustainers. Those ones, what they bring into your life is gifts. They are the ones who have given you money and connection. Your sustainers. Jesus had them, those women. Sustainers. What you do to those ones is to service them. If they are sick, you go and visit them. If their mother-in-law is sick, you visit them. You just serve them. It's because they just love to be blessing you. That's their work. You understand? They love to what? To be blessing you. And some of you are like that in this house. That's all you do. I have them. All they just love is to... There are some people I don't like to mention my need in their ears. They're in my life. Their role is just to be blessing me. They're sustainers. And what you, what you owe them is service. You just serve them. Is life not easy? See, I'm making life easy for you. Just serve them. Fifth one, your coaches and mentors. Huh? Are we together here? Yes, sir. Your what? Coaches and mentor. Those are the Jethro's of the day. Peter to Paul. You know Peter was not Paul's mate. He was higher than Paul. Huh? Your coaches and mentors. You know what those ones will do for you? Those ones will speak for you. Yeah, they'll speak for you. They are the ones to speak for you. They are like your advocates. They are your advocates. They also install confidence in you. They also give you counsel. Ask me what do I owe them? Ask me. Feedback. Feedback. Don't take projects without them knowing. When you do a project, you find out, you go back and tell them, this is what I'm doing now. You have to carry them up to date. Feedback. If you have seen all the vision, all the revelation, when you come down, you go and tell them. Give them feedback. If you go and achieve anything, come back and tell them. Feedback. I have them in my life. I give them feedback. That's what they eat. You see, they will be happy like this. It will be as if it's their vision, as if it's their dream. They will be, the two will be doing their belly like this. Feedback. That's what you owe them. Yeah. If you don't give them these things, you have lost them. And if you lose them, your life will be hard. Because God cannot help you without men. All your keys, you broke it. Your ordination, you dishonored it. Your helpers, you don't love them. Your sustainers, you don't serve them. You don't service them. Your coaches, they never see you. And you are saying, oh Lord, oh Lord. Which God will say, why are you stressing? Why are you stressing? No feedback. Your coaches, your mentors don't know what you are doing. And you want them to speak for you. And there are rooms that somebody must speak for you. I'm telling you, there are rooms somebody must speak for you. Feedback. They might not even give you too much advice. They won't tell you to stop. They just want to be, you need to let them know they are part of your destiny. And the last people you must discern is the people that will bury you. <laughs> you will die now. Don't joke with those that will bury you. That's your family. Your family, your wife, your children, they'll be the ones to bury you. Hmm. This is the most important one. 
Don't joke with those who will bury you. If your parent, if your family does not choose burial date for you, you won't be buried. Though. <laughs> Don't joke with those who will bury you. Your wife and your children. What you owe those ones is you live and die for them. They must know that everything you are doing is for them. See some of you now. You don't care about your parents again. You don't visit your father. The man is old now. You don't really care about it. Because he didn't live for you. Now you are trying to live for yourself now. You don't have his time again. You are doing everything now because you must do it. But if the guy lived his own life for you, or if the woman lived her own life, why do we love our mothers? Why are all of us dying for our mothers? Because most of us, our mothers lived and died for us. And that's why all of us are trying to bless her. Who is singing a song for their father? Nobody singing a song for their father. <laughs> Who is singing for their father? Nobody is singing for their father. You have to, you have to watch out for those who will bury you. Your wife and your children. Your husband and your children. <laughs> don't joke with them. Don't just think. Don't just think they don't understand what the dreams God have given to me. I have a, I have a serious dream to reach the nations. Hey, you have to make sure you are living for your wife and your children. They will be the ones to bury you. What you owe them is that you must live and die for them. Jesus is the Alpha, also Omega, is beginning, always the end. Uh, so I just want to honor Jesus in five minutes and I go home. Have you enjoyed the teaching? Let this mind which was in Christ Jesus, let it now be in you. The Lord grant you a humble heart, a meek heart. May you be sold out to Jesus. Let his love fill your heart. You know, one of the miracles that has happened to you in this meeting is that a heightened consciousness of Jesus' presence has happened to you. I'm telling you, you have come to an heightened consciousness of his presence. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will keep you. And the Lord will prosper you.